Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I'm in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And today is Sunday, the 25th of June in the year 2023. And I can't believe it. Next weekend, when we meet again, it will be July. I I just can't wrap my head around any of this. <laughs> it feels like June was a minute ago. It just began a minute ago. So Yes, here we are, and we have today an interesting dynamic. So the Mercury placement is squaring Neptune, where Mercury is in Gemini in its own sign. It's making a square to Neptune. Now, this is a familiar place because this is where the new moon was last week, but I think we feel very different right now. I think that this is... um, Hmm. not as remember last week I talked about defeated and deflated it doesn't feel the same and I think that is because first of all it's not two planets squaring Neptune it's one and it's not a new moon a heated lunation like that it's just Mercury and the other thing is we don't have Saturn going retrograde you know that was another component of last weekend and that was that was kind of uh, another piece in the puzzle that I had talked about using those words deflated and defeated. I don't feel that way now. I don't feel that that's the energy right now. It's a little unclear. It's a little muddy, cloudy, but it's okay because it just means you take a step back and you go with the flow and you use your intuition. This morning I did an Instagram because the moon was in a T-square with Mercury and with Neptune it was opposite Neptune and so that configuration the moon is in Virgo so that's a very practical place for the moon to be and the three of them together were creating this well is it intuition is it practicality am I being creative and I found that one of the best things to do today was just go with the flow of things and to just release expectations and just keep moving and I found that that worked a lot better. Now the moon's in Libra. It went in a couple hours ago, and it's, you know, now we're in a different place. Now we're we are like in a cardinal moon with some air, with some air in the sky, because we don't have a lot of air. We have, you know, Pluto went back into Capricorn, and so it's not in an air sign. So it's you know, it's good to have a little more air. We have Mercury and Gemini and the moon in Libra. So there's, that's a good amount of, you know, thinking, processing, analyzing, those kinds of things. And so we move forward through this week. Now, Venus and Mars are together. They're, remember last week I said they weren't going to get entirely close, but they are, they are pretty much together. And I think that you know, this is a very creative placement. Venus and Mars are in a big sign of creativity, which is Leo. And it's asking us to get a little creative and get those fires going, get those juices moving. And this is a nice thing, you know, um, Neither one of those planets is in a bad place there. They're not in a negative place. Mars likes to be in fire, so that's a that's a good thing. And Venus is creative there. So the two of them together, it brings up the passions. It brings a little romance, but it basically is really creative. And they're past squaring Jupiter, which is in Taurus, but they are in a very good relationship to one another and they're kind of 
getting ready to make that relationship to Uranus. And Mars is closer than Venus. And in fact, tomorrow is that relationship to Uranus for Mars. So let's start talking about that. Mars is going to square Uranus. And in fact, it's already within very close aspect. But that Uranus is the wild card. Uranus is the unpredictable, the unknown. And while we're looking at creativity, we like to delve into a bit of the unknown. And where can we get creative and go down a creative path and allow it to take us in that creative place, in that new, fresh idea? Um, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm going to follow it because it's interesting and different. And how can I use my creative energy to the benefit of, you know, everyone, myself and everyone else? Where can I get really innovative with my creativity? And that's the good way of using this energy. Um, Uranus and Mars can be very agitating, okay? And that experience of Mars squaring Uranus, this is, uh, I, this is the one, one of the ones, you know, when there's Mars and Pluto, like there was a few weeks back, and now there's Mars and Uranus. These are the ones that I say, use it creatively, um, exercise, move your body, do something physical, okay? Whether it's washing your car, sweeping your yard, whatever you need to do, get physical, go to the gym, go swimming, do something, okay? Because Mars and Uranus, you don't want to stopper them up, okay? They need energy to be released. And Uranus is always asking us to do something different. So if something different comes along in your day, these next couple days, just go grab it, okay? Mars and Uranus are the ones that I tell you, don't drive with road rage, don't get aggravated at the drop of a hat. Don't go from zero to 100 in a few minutes. Just be using that energy constructively, not destructively, okay? Because Mars and Uranus could fly off the handle in a second, and we're in a fire in a second, and we're in uh, an argument in a second. So uh, you, then you're sitting there going, wait a minute, how did I get here? Why am I in this argument? Where did I go? Because you let your temper get ahead of you. Now, that's a very close aspect. The two of these guys are making. They're already an aspect. They're going to do this at 523 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, which is the middle of the night for me. So technically, by the time I get up, this is finished. But, um, you know, this is, this is one of those fly off the handle, I don't believe I got this hot-headed in a second thing. They are in fixed signs. Fixed signs don't want to budge. They get very stubborn and they can be very deeply unmovable, especially with Uranus and Taurus, right? So this is a very interesting thing, but it inspires deep creativity. It asks us to go down a wild road and do something different. Remember I said innovative, something you don't normally do, something that appears out of the blue for you. And it may appear out of the blue. Something may appear out of the blue for you when you find that you're ready to take a different route, okay? And it's going to bring you to a different place. Follow what is unusual and unknown. Now, that doesn't mean 
that you should get involved with something that's like nefarious. <laughs> nothing, nothing nefarious, okay? If like strange people approach you for strange deals, you probably don't want to do that. But that's not really this energy. Uranus is always about something unconventional. Uranus is always about maybe taking a risk. It's not, it's a little riskier than Jupiter. Jupiter says take the leap of faith. Uranus is take a risk, okay? Because Uranus, when we go down that unknown path, we really don't know. It is the unknown. We really don't know how it's going to wind up. If we're taking a leap of faith with Jupiter, we often know that it's going to be okay. No matter what, we're going to be okay. We're going to land on our feet. Uranus is not like that. Uranus is different. Uranus asks us to really um, take a chance. And, but Mark, Mars, using that energy with Uranus can be groundbreaking. And that's what we're aiming for. So you know you hear me say this every now and again with different aspects. Aim for a breakthrough. I think I said this when Mars was opposing Pluto a few weeks ago with Jupiter involved in the nodes and that was really intense okay and it was it was heavy and it was a lot and we'll talk about a lot in a minute but Mars and Uranus okay remember where they were last August they conjunct with the north node back in August like the 1st of August last year so now here we are at the end of June the last week of June tomorrow is June 26th and what we are looking at is a different relationship. Mars is now at the first square from where they were last August. Now that sounds like a whole long time to go only three signs away. But remember Mars went retrograde in Gemini. And once it went into Gemini by August 20th of last year, that was only like three weeks after that first aspect of Mars conjunct Uranus. Mars spent all those months, what, seven months in in Gemini. And so it hasn't moved very far, then moved through Cancer very quickly, and now it's in Leo. So this is the first square to Mars and Uranus conjunct with the North Node in Taurus. Now, that was a particularly hot time for me um, in my chart, but where was where were you August 1st of last year? Can you remember? Maybe you got to go back in your calendar and your journals or something. I remember that being really intense. And it was. It was really intense. And people were writing to me saying, my God, this energy is so intense. And I knew that we were talking about it intense. And you can go back and listen to my podcast from back then, too. It might have been like July 31st, August 1st, around there, um, whatever that Sunday was. It must have been, yeah, it must have been about that time. And it was deep. It was deep and it was intense, but it was a huge, huge, huge turning point. And it was an awakening. And I remember watching something. I was in a, in a seminar and I was on Zoom and I was watching something and something really, really shook me. And I went, oh my God, yes. And that was the turning point for me. And then it set off a whole trail of, of things. Now, Undoubtedly, it did this for other people as well. It wasn't just me. <laughs> other people had things happen at the beginning of August last year that set you off on a different path. Now, this is the first challenge to that path. And I say that because it was Mars and Uranus. And this is the way we look at astrology. We look at cycles. So the cycle of Mars and Uranus was beginning at the conjunction in Taurus. It set off a fire. It lit a match. Okay, so the match is struck, the fire is lit, something new happened, 
Some new awareness and intensity happened. And now we are meeting the first challenge of Mars to that Uranus. And we are to ask ourselves, remember what the challenge was last year when that intensity happened? What did it do for you? And where are you now as a result of that? Where have you gone? And what is happening for you? Is it positive? Do you feel like you've made enough effort and strides? Now, it's a little complicated because if I say to you, do you feel like you've, you've come far enough since then? You might say, I don't think so. And why not? Well, Mars was retrograde. <laughs> Mars was retrograde for months. And Mars was involved in Neptune. And, and Mars went through some really complicated stuff that we all went through for months. And that was really a, a complicated, difficult place. And, you know, I always try to pull everybody through it, right? Well, this time now, Mars is not retrograde. It's not going retrograde. But we are going to see the first sort of scorecard for where we've been since last August 1st. You're like, oh, my God, Deb, it's 11 months later. Yeah, it is. It's 11 months later. Mars didn't move very far because it went retrograde. So it... It asks us to look at this in another way and say, hey, what have I achieved and accomplished since that moment back in August? Well, I'm sure that there something came to light, some sort of awareness came for you, some deep, profound real revelation, realization came for you. And now we are asking all of us, we're being asked to look at this and say, how do we relate to that revelation? Okay, how do we relate to the revelation that we got last August? What what are we doing to support it, to move it forward, to connect back to it, to remember and realize, you know, some people may have had relationship revelations. Maybe it was about work. Maybe it was about family. Maybe it's about your kids. Maybe it's about, you know, you just sort of things in your life. Maybe it's about your home. You know, maybe you have to like rebuild something in your home. But it was, it was something. It set off a trail. Remember, the match was lit and it's a fire. You know, that's, it's Mars. And Mars is now in a very fiery, ambitious sign of Leo. And it's asking us to pay attention to where we have been. Now, Venus is his traveling companion. And you know, we always talk about Venus and Mars, relationship planets. And Venus is at 17 Leo. Now, she is squaring where she was with Uranus, okay? Because they met up at 16 Taurus. So she's making a square to that, but she won't get to Uranus till next Sunday, the 2nd of July. So, so she's going to square Uranus just the way Mars is squaring Uranus. So this is an interesting dynamic. So let's just take Venus for a moment. Venus is going to square Uranus. And she is reflecting back to when she conjunct Uranus at the end of March. It was like the 31st of March, okay, 30th, 31st of March. Venus met with Uranus, and now she's making her first square to Uranus. And so what did you learn? Now, this is a much more recent thing, and it was not as intense because 
Mars is a slower moving planet. Mars, Mars is more inflammatory. Venus is more creative. And I was probably telling you at that time to aim for a creative breakthrough. And so now Venus is going to challenge where she was. She's squaring Uranus next weekend. She's going to challenge where she was during the conjunction of around the 31st of March and how that was. Now, remember March. Remember March? That was when Saturn changed signs. It went into Pisces. That's when Pluto changed signs, went into Aquarius. That's when a whole bunch of stuff started to happen, right? And Mars finally had just left Gemini for the first time since last August. It left in March and then it went into Cancer. So three planets changed signs and there were so many, so many big deal things happening in March. And I can tell you that Venus was, you know, sitting with Uranus and maybe we had some brilliant creative ideas. Maybe we were, this was, she was part of that, but it was really good to start things and see where we where we were going you know start new things I started some new things then I announced my expansion mentoring once everything sort of shifted once those three planets were out of their old signs I announced my expansion mentoring which I could say probably had a lot to do with Venus and Uranus together as well and so now we are um, looking at Venus squaring that point. Where was she going? What was she doing? What What is she doing now? And, and how hot can she get in her pursuit of the creative self-expression? And so this is an interesting week because first tomorrow, Mars is going to square Uranus, hanging out with Venus, and then Venus is going to follow in Mars's path and square Uranus next Sunday. So in this week, we're sort of bracketed by these relationship planets, creative planets, motivated planets, because they're in a fire sign, and and also children. You know, Leo is the sign of children. So if you've got something going on with your kids right now, just keep an eye on them. If your kids are small, especially, keep an eye on them, because Mars and Uranus, you know, kids, playing, activities, whatever could be get a little wild right and venus encourage creativity with them play with your kids play with your play with your kids and it is a time to get playful because leo is playful right so mars and venus together invite us to playfulness we're invited into a playfulness a deep creative pop you know, and that's what we should all be aiming for this week. Now, you may say, Deb, I'm not an artist. I'm a marketing executive. Okay, there's creativity in that. There's creativity in everything. And if not, play with your kids. Play with your cat. Play with your dog. Play with your goldfish, for Pete's sake. I mean, play in your kitchen. Play in your garage. Play in your house. Play in your garden. Find somewhere to play. It's playfulness is this week. And a creative sense can come out when we do something playful this week. And I think that's a key word because Leo is playful. You know, Leo rules the fifth house, the natural fifth house of the Zodiac. Leo is, you know, if you know anybody who's a Leo or has Leo rising or has got lots of, you know, Leo, they're sparkly, they're glamorous maybe, they want to be on stage, they're bubbly, they have, you know, 
an endless supply of creativity and fun and playfulness. And they sometimes really like to be the star. So that's okay. That's okay. Um, being the star is not a bad thing. And find out maybe maybe your kids want to put on a little play in the backyard. Maybe you want to help your kids do some like creative arts and crafts in your house. Maybe it's going to encourage you to play with them. And this is the key to opening up the creativity this week is allowing the playfulness. Don't be structured. Don't be strict with yourself. And for Pete's sake, do not beat up on yourself. Be flowing. Allow it to happen. And if you just allow the creativity to, to go on its way in an unusual, unexpected, unknown path, the way Uranus likes it, then I bet you're going to come up with something unusual and great by, by the end of the week. Okay? Maybe you want to, like, come up with some new creative idea for your work, for your business. This is... This is the time to like get playful, okay? Nothing, we're not having a Venus retrograde yet. We're not having Mercury retrograde. We're not saying, okay, don't start that yet. Get into the playfulness and get your hands a little dirty, okay? Try, try, absolutely. Don't say, oh, I'm not creative. Each of us is creative. Each of us is creative. So I invite you to be creative in these, in these days ahead. And... Have fun. For Pete's sake, it's Leo. <laughs> that house, that fifth house, that sign is about having fun, being a little glamorous. And remember, if we're talking about children, and maybe you don't have children, or maybe your kids are grown up, childlike imagination. Kids aren't afraid to explore their imagination. They just let it go. They let it run wild. And that's what we have to do. Remember, when kids are playing, they make up games. Okay, I'm, we're in school. I'm the school teacher. Okay, I'm the bus driver. Okay, I'm flying a plane. All those things are just some sort of imagination. We lose that as we get to be adults, sadly. And unless you're an artist and you regularly, you know, dream and, and you know, create in that way, then you're not doing that on a regular basis. This is the opportunity to use your imagination and get far out with it. That's what Uranus wants. Uranus is like signals from another planet, another universe, okay? So raise your antennas and allow your imagination to take you someplace different. And that's really the core theme of this week playfulness and imagination and these are really brilliant things we don't allow ourselves to do very often we're too busy being straight and responsible so and i'm not saying be irresponsible i'm not saying like run off and like don't tell your family where you went <laughs> i'm telling you to just use the playfulness and the imagination in your everyday life even if it means wearing a crazy outfit to work one day or you know doing something uh just off the charts and find that this week and have a good time and go do something different and enjoy it. Enjoy it. And that's the thing about Leo is we want to enjoy it. So get a little excited. Mars is squaring Uranus. What creative doors can we walk through and what doors can we open that have something unusual behind them? And then Venus, what's the same thing, you know? So this is going to be interesting, and I want to, I want to hear from you, and I want to hear from what creativity you are exploring this week and what you are 
um, challenging yourself with, okay? Now, on the responsible end of things, the sun in Cancer will trine Saturn on Wednesday. And that's a nice flowing aspect. So that allows us to not get all bent out of shape with responsibilities. That, you know, it is a practical thing. Um, a trine to Saturn is good. It doesn't mean that we're going to get stuck in the Saturni and muck and mire. It means we are going to just flow with it a little bit and manage our responsibilities in our day normally, okay? And and maybe particularly well for that matter. Um, then there is the Sun and Mercury, which are going to be very close together because the next day Mercury will be trining Saturn. That will be Thursday the 29th. So there's more like maybe you can articulate things properly in your creative week that you're going to have, okay? And Mercury is changing signs tomorrow at 8.24 p.m. Eastern Time. So that means that it's going to be in Cancer when it makes that trine to the Saturn because it's following close by the Sun, which is has been in cancer for the last bunch of days. Now, this was the solstice this week, as you know, and it's interesting because Mercury just zipped on through Gemini and is already caught up to the sun, and the sun entered cancer, you know, in the middle of the week last week on Wednesday. And so Mercury being close to the sun, that Mercury's moving very quickly right now. So lots of ideas, lots of sun-Mercury action, which will happen on Friday the 30th, okay? The sun and Mercury are going to conjunct. Um, Eastern time, it'll really be Saturday morning. For me, it'll be later on Friday night. And that Sun-Mercury conjunction, we'll feel it on Friday, really, probably Saturday too, It as it moves and it um, gives us a very um, bright thoughtfulness in, um, in that sign of Cancer. And Neptune turns retrograde on Friday the 30th. So I may have mentioned this last week, I believe. Neptune is slow, 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 slow. It's slowing down. It's at 27 degrees Pisces. That means it's got a few more degrees of Pisces, probably another like two years or so, and it's going to be finished with Pisces. So when Neptune slows down to retrograde, again, things, we've had a lot of Neptune action lately. And again, it makes things a little muddy. It makes things feel a little slow. We may feel exhausted. We may feel unmotivated. But we have to sort of put that aside. Maybe get some extra sleep. Maybe get some extra rest. It's okay. Uh, go swimming. Allow yourself to meditate. Allow yourself to dream. And we have to use this retrograde to enhance the creative juices that I've been talking about that are flowing. And also, you know, Neptune's going to be retrograde for five months or six months or so. So this is a normal, a normal occurrence of every year. You know, this is what happens every year. The outer planets go retrograde. They go for a long time. Half the year they're retrograde. Half the year, half the year they're direct. And so Neptune is just making that station. And if it feels a little tiring or exhausting or sludgy, then just keep playing in the mud, okay? That's another element of creativity. When you were a kid, you, you probably played with clay or Play-Doh, or maybe you did play in the mud, <laughs> or the sand at the beach is muddy. You know, you probably went to the beach as a kid. So those things, think of it as another 
element of the creative juice that's coming. Okay, that's the best use of that energy. Intuition, meditation, also very good use of that energy. And what we want to do also, if we do feel tired, rest. It's very important to listen to our bodies. Okay, so if you do feel tired, you don't feel up to anything, don't push yourself. Um, stay in the flow of things. That's what's really important. On Thursday, the moon will have been in Scorpio since Wednesday morning, but on Thursday in particular, it's going to get involved with the Venus, Mars, Uranus business, okay? Moon in Scorpio is not the favorite place of the moon, but it is an intensely passionate place for the moon, asking us again to go deep, deep, deep. And the more we go into ourselves deeply, and I know I'm always telling you to go within, Going within is where the answers are. Going within is where the creativity flows from. It doesn't, we get inspired from things outside, but it doesn't come strictly from the outer world. You know, if we're inspired by something, we get our juices flowing and creative, and that comes from within. So we tap into our natural instincts to be creative and flowing and a little juicy. So with the moon in Scorpio, it might be a little provocative, but it will get involved with the sun and Mercury in a nice trine and Saturn in a nice trine. So it's flowing, but it's also going to provoke Venus and Uranus and Mars. So if you are having relationship kerfuffles, then you are going to feel them definitely on Thursday. Okay, but we've got to move through all of this and work with the energy. And it may not bother you at all, but, you know, if it does provoke something in you, work with it. Work with it. Don't, again, watch your temper. Watch your temper this week and watch how hot-headed you can be and stubborn. That is a stubborn, another stubborn aspect, okay? So just be wary, be wise. Use your energy wisely. And then we are headed towards a full moon, which is Monday the 3rd. That's really the business of next week's podcast, but um, it is in Capricorn because we are in the sign of Cancer. So we are looking at a full moon approaching on Monday the 3rd before the holiday in the United States. And that's about it for the week. And I hope you have a beautiful last week of June. <laughs> the last week of June and that means the year is half over so if you would like to reach out to me for an astrology session or a Reiki session please go to my website thegoldenastrologer.com and click on book online if you have uh, questions about the work that I do including my expansion mentoring which right now is like a three month or six month or 12 month a entirely up to you. You can write to me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com or you could DM me on Instagram where I am the golden astrologer. And Instagram is where I put stories and reels and posts, but mostly stories and reels about astrology. And a lot of times I do the reels about the astrological goings-on of the week. Now, of course, we talk about it on the podcast every Sunday, but as we get closer to those aspects, like tomorrow, I'll surely have something to say about Mars and Uranus that I may be feeling. I feel into these aspects. You know, that's that's part of being an astrologer is we have to feel into these things and then report back to our audience that 
I know how Mars and Uranus feel, and I know what they're supposed to look like, but then there may be some additional information that happens while the aspect is going on. So you can guarantee that I will be talking about these things this week. And I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. I hope you stay healthy, stay creative. Remember playfulness and imagination. I thank you so much for listening, and I have gratitude to each and every one of you. Thank you for being with me on this journey. Love to all.